Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. so excited that you have come to worship with us this morning. Whether you're here or joining us online, get up on your feet. We are going to make some noise and praise our good God who has taken our sins from the east to the west. They are gone this morning, so lift up a shout.
God, you're so good to us. Father, it's just so humble to be able to sing your name, Father. And we want to pray as we sing about your living hope, God, that we truly do believe it.
there was no hope, God, in darkness and despair on the cross, God, you came into life, God, and not just 2,000 years ago, but today, you are alive and you are alive in us, God, when we have no hope at the end of our rope, God, you are there in us, God, you're alive, and it's incredible, God, we love you. Lean into that this morning. Lift him some praise. He's our living hope. check out this verse with me. Romans chapter 6 verses 8 through 11. Follow along because man this hits home for us today. Now if we died with Christ we believe that we will also live with him. We know that since Christ has been raised from the dead he is never going to die again and death no longer has mastery over him. For the death that he died he died to sin once but the life that he lives he lives to God. And so this is important. So you too consider yourselves dead to sin but you're alive to God in Christ Jesus. Man, because of what God did, because of that sacrifice, because Jesus did on the cross, man, he releases us from everything. We have freedom in him. We don't have to do anything else. We don't have to achieve, we don't have to work. We just have to abide in him. Check out this verse right here, because this is really where it brings home in John chapter eight. And I know you guys know this one. So if the sun sets you free, repeat with me here, you will be free indeed. Man, isn't that an awesome promise that we have from God? Man. Can you imagine going through life without that? I can't. And if you guys are here today and you haven't heard that message, you will hear it today. God has something for you. He will set you free. And I want to welcome you guys to another awesome Sunday at Real Life. And man, I'm so excited to see you guys here today. And we have another group that is with us. You guys can't see. There are church online. You guys, we're coming. If you guys are online, we are coming to you live from KT. So if you guys are with us first, can we give everybody that's online just a big round of applause? That's right. And we're excited that you guys are following along with us online as well. You guys can hey, go ahead and take a seat. If you're online with us and you're new or you're if somebody here with us is new, man, I want you guys to know that you are an honored guest. And everything that we do has you in mind, from the pipes and drape to what, just what, whatever we do, the chairs set up, because we want you guys to be comfortable here. And there's a reason behind that. 
We want you to know that God has something great for you. And we want you guys to be relaxed enough to be able to hear it. We have something, you know, we want you guys to hear today. It's going to be awesome. And so we want to connect with you, and I want to invite you to fill out a digital communication card. You can do that in two different ways. And the first one is this, by texting RLNEXT to 97000, or if you're online, there's going to be a link that pops up in the comments. You can fill that out as well. And after you fill that out, what will happen is we'll have a connection team member just reach out to you over the phone. It'll just make you feel at home here at Real Life. They'll help you in any way that we can. We just know that God cares about you and we care about you as well. It's because we're on a mission here at Real Life. And our mission is this, is to see people far from God discover their real life and their purpose in Jesus. Man, say it another way. We're here for everybody. We're here for you, even if you've never gone to church before. We know that God has something great for you, and we want you to hear that again today. And that's what our mission is. And here's the, th here's the cool thing. You guys can be on mission with us. This isn't just a group of people up here on stage. This is everybody. You guys are all, the, you guys are the team. So to be on mission with us, I want to invite you guys off to something called Next Steps. And it's right after this gathering for about 30 minutes. We'll share with you what are, who we are, where we've been, where we're going. Man, we would love to hear your story as well. It's a really cool time. Just show, check us out. You can follow the signs, go through the hallway, and we'll catch you at the Next Steps room. We would love to see you guys there. And you guys picked a great week to be here today. We are in week two of a warrior series, right? You have to ask yourself sometimes is when do you have to throw a punch? Say, well, I was last night at a restaurant. There's two drunk guys in their face, and man, neither one of them knew when to throw a punch, right? And they were crying. They were doing everything but being a warrior. So here's the thing. In 2020, man, for so many of us, it knocked us down. But it didn't knock us out because God's called us to fight for some great things. And in 2021, God has called you to be a warrior. I encourage you guys to check out the notes on you version as we check out this next message. I don't wish to waste my life on futile matters. On the whisper of mist that is most men's days. For those who do, I say, do not concede to that of stone. The fight that is before us is but the calling to awaken one's soul. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, The kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in us all. Hey, good morning, guys. How, how are you? One guy's good. We've got one guy who's good. Why don't you come sit up front and cheer everybody else on? We need you up here. Man, how are we going to start this out now? You guys threw me way off. I thought you would be more excited about this, but that's fine. Um, okay, I didn't want to say it, but I'm just going to say it. I have videotape evidence. <clears throat> I have videotape evidence. I have it in quotes. Last week, this happened. Barry Hardy said this. Man, Sean, I thought you were going to do a flip off the stage or something after that sermon. And Sean said this. Pay attention. Come back next week. Where's the flip? I haven't seen the flip yet. So I'm assuming that that's for today's service or the, uh, the second service. Because Sean's not a liar. Pastors can't lie. No pressure. Actually, don't. Because if, I have you, if we encourage Sean, I know he would do it. And then Diane would kill me for bringing that up. So we're not going to do that. Um, so listen, I'm so excited to be up here. The worship was incredible again today. Amen? Give them another round. If I could clap for them right now, you would discover that I'm the world's loudest clapper, something I take pride in. and something that embarrasses the life out of my wife. But I have a microphone in my hand. I can't do it. Um, I really want to be silly today, but um, I can't. I can only be so silly today because what we're talking about is something very serious. And I'm so excited about it. And if you, sometimes um, you might watch the first service and then you're like, I'll just watch it again. 
if you, if you watched the first service or you heard the first service, I really want to encourage you to hear it again. Because there's something I should have said in the earlier service that I will say in this service. And uh, it may just be something you need to hear. So I really, um, I really hope you do. Uh, a, little, a little quick story about uh, me, uh, Brian Mason, uh, your boy. When I was uh, 12, maybe 13... I used to go to my grandfather's farm. This was in Southern Virginia. He had a small little farm. And I used to love to go hang out with him. And I am so much like he is. And he cannot, he, well, he's, he's passed away, but he was somebody who just could not sit still. You know guys like this in your life? I cannot sit still. He was way worse than I am. And when I would go visit him, when I would wake up in the morning, it was like, what is he going to drag me into today? I can't wait to find out what it is. Well, I woke up one day as a young man, 12 or 13, a boy. And he says to me, today is the day you learn to drive. Yes! This is the greatest man that ever lived. And he looked at me and he said, just don't tell your father. I said, deal, bud. No problem. My dad found out. You know when my dad found out this happened? 20 minutes ago when he was in the early service. I kept it. My grandfather's been dead for 20 years. It was the most amazing experience. It was a 72 Ford pickup truck, three on the tree. If you know what that is. Gear shifters on the tree. I jump in one side, he jumps in the other. Guess what happens? The earth quaked when I pulled my foot off of that clutch. You know what I'm talking about? When the first time you do it? He says, slowly take your foot off the clutch and push the gas in. And when I did that, the entire earth shook. Because I popped it too soon, right? Boom, like that. And I'm like scared to death. What just happened? I just broke his truck. He's over here crying and laughing like a little kid. He had the time of his life. For the next half hour, was like whiplash. I don't know how I didn't destroy the transmission when I was just trying to get the stupid thing going. But it was so much fun. And then after a while, he was like, just go ahead and take the keys. This is my man. I just ran around that farm in the back fields. I was doing like 70 on this dirt road. So young and stupid to know I could have killed myself. No idea. He didn't know about that. He would never let me do that. But it was fun, just like flying through the gears. And then he said, hey, let's hit the main road. I said, hey, you're my man. Hit the main road. And I was like, can you teach me how to peel out? No, I didn't say that, but I know I thought it. But anyway, so we went down the main road. It was just awesome. Here's the difference between my grandfather and my dad. When I turned 16, I was just about to get my license. And my neighbor directly across the street, I mean you step across the street, that's his house. Dad, let me drive the car across the street to get the car washed. No. I said, Dad, I'm about to drive. I have my learner's permit. I know what I'm doing. And I'm only going across the street. He said, no, you ain't going across the street. And I was like, man, if I was on that farm right now, bud. But he wouldn't even let me do that. For whatever reason, I, I had an automatic transmission car. I could never convince him to buy me a manual transmission because I was a spoiled brat. And why would he do that? I was such an idiot for even asking, to be honest with you. But whatever. My friends had manual transmissions. No problem. I was peeling tires. I mean, I was like fast and furious, like Tokyo Drift or something. I was just drifting a car. No, I didn't do that. But that's what in my mind, I was driving like that. It was incredible. It was awesome. I said, one day, my day will come. And when I become a man on my own and I have a job, I will buy myself a car with a manual transmission. How about that? That never happened. Something happened a couple of years ago, though, where it almost happened. I needed another, another car. It wasn't a family car. I just needed something to tool around town in. And my neighbor said, hey, I'll sell you my car. It's a five-speed Volkswagen Jetta. I'll take that. I didn't care. Five-speed. I wanted the manual. The first day, I was just having the time of my life. Man, it was so much fun. I was like remembering my, like my teenage years, you know, whatever. I was driving through, shift gear. That's how you shift. That's how I drive and shift. It's really weird. But whatever. I had a good time. It was awesome. 
Then day two happened. I was so sick and tired of that transmission the second day, I couldn't hardly stand to be in the car. It drove me insane. I got a shift. I can't be checking TikToks and stuff and driving a shift. I can't do that. Not that I do that. But you know what I'm saying? You can't do anything because you got stuck with the stupid gear shifter. And I just couldn't stand it. I was working at Young Life at the time, and I had a mentor who told me, well, you can't stand it because your brain is not wired for it now. I said, what do you mean? He said, your brain creates neural pathways that takes you from A to B and whatever it is that you want to do. And the longer you do something, the more embedded that pathway becomes. Does that make sense? And they say by the time we're 30 or so, our pathways are pretty much ingrained. We're set. And they're almost hard as plaster. You can't change that. I said, that really makes sense because, man, I really wanted to drive that manual. I used to love it. Now it's like, get this thing out of here. I don't want anything to do with it. Watch this quote. This is really interesting. By the time we get to the age of 25, we just have so many existing pathways that our brain relies on, it's hard to break free for them. One reason why is because our brain is inherently lazy and will always choose the most efficient path if we let it. That's from an MIT senior lecturer. Interesting. So what you're telling me is the longer that I do things the same way, that's how I'm going to do them. As we're coming out of 2020 through the new year, maybe you have some resolutions and we wonder why after just a few weeks we quit them. This could be a reason why. But then we take another step, and this is when we have to get real serious. When you try to change something and you fail at it, why do we do this? This is what we do. We start blaming ourselves. We start beating ourselves up. Or if that's not sufficient, we start beating up every other conceivable reason why it didn't work out. Why do we do that? We beat up ourselves, ourselves as a person, our identity. We devalue who we are. And we're left to just reside in the acceptance of impossible change. What if I told you it's not your fault? How would that make you feel? We're coming out of a time of 2020 that was incredible in both good and bad ways, really. A pandemic. A pandemic that lasted just long enough, it's still going, or just bad enough that it is causing what could be seen as one of the greatest migrations we've ever seen. A study done by the Chicago Business School could show that people are now be working from home. Maybe 4% of us were working from home before. Now it could be 35%. Do you realize the ramifications on commercial real estate with that case? And that's just one part of it. But people are saying, you know what, I'm kind of sick and tired of living my life the way that I am. Maybe we should move. And they realize that life is short because of the pandemic and they're not immune to everything. So let's just do it. And some of those are kind of fun things. But then we're seeing something also, too. Marriages are struggling, falling apart. I have to work from home. I'm going to be around this woman all the time. I used to like her. I thought she was great. Ooh. Man, this guy is... I thought I liked my husband. This guy sucks. You know, I mean, it's just like seeing things that we didn't see before. We weren't around each other as much. And we start thinking, maybe my life is better off without him or without her. Maybe my life is better off without this job. There's been a bunch of people at my place out of work that have quit and gone off to do what they've dreamt of doing. And that's pretty incredible. It's a migration. I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to be interesting to see. I want to share with you a story about another migration. Maybe one you've heard before. 
So the Israelite people were enslaved in Egypt. And they were like, I mean, it was just hard work. They were treated horribly. They were slaves in that society, treated bitterly and harshly. It was a hard life. But God raised up Moses to lead them out of Egypt. And we got to go through this quick. you got to pay attention. We're going through a lot of history in a short amount of time. So he leads the Israelite people out. Do you realize that there was like 2 million people in this journey? That's crazy. 2 million people. I mean, I wasn't thinking it was like 50, but I wasn't thinking 2 million. That's a lot of people. So he leads them out and he comes to the shores of the Red Sea. And Pharaoh's like, no, 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 I've changed my mind. I want you back. I'm going to come get you. His army's chasing after them. So can you imagine standing on the shores of the Red Sea and you've got a sea in front of you, nowhere to go, and you've got an army behind you. You're dead if you stay. You're dead if you go. And what does God do? A miracle. He parts the sea. He parts the sea. Thank you. Now I got two guys fired up. Another hundred to go. He parts the sea. You ain't done that. You've done nothing close to that in your life. Not even close. You've tried to walk on water. I know you have because I've tried. I got to swim in my backyard. I try all the time. I never get there because I'm not God. He parts the sea and they walk through on dry land. It's not even like a sloppy, wet, muddy mess. It's a dry land they walk through. And if it were me, I'd be dancing like I was on TikTok the entire way through. I'd be like, that's my guy right there. Go ahead. You know, <laughs> excuse me, I'm white. I could dance good, though. Pretty fly for a white guy. Anyway, sorry. But you know what I'm saying? And they're just walking through cruising. Water on the side. What are they thinking? It must have been incredible to see, to be a part of that. Here comes Pharaoh. I'm like, I ain't worried about you no more, bug. You go ahead. Walking all through. They get through. Every single one of them get through. Pharaoh's in the middle of it, and the waters come crashing back down, or somehow, I don't know what happens, but uh, they're all dead. Incredible. Amazing. Maybe you've heard this story like me so many times. And when you read it, you're like, yeah, I know about that. Let me explain something to you right now. Don't you ever, ever make God ordinary in your life. When you read that story and you've seen it so many times, you've heard it so many times, it becomes ordinary. It's not ordinary. First off, it happened. It's real. It's not just things you're reading in a book. Watch this next slide. If it were real, maybe we could find evidence that it happened. Boop, we did they found where they crossed in the Red Sea. That's a chariot wheel. And a whole army, there's all kinds of stuff under there. All across that whole path. It's incredible. And why did they find it? Because it happened. Because God is real. So what did they do? I would have celebrated. and They must have too. But they scurried along. They end up at Mount Sinai. Guess what? We found that too. I didn't put pictures up because we don't have much time. We found Mount Sinai. Moses goes up, gets the Ten Commandments. What did they do? While Moses is up there, apparently he was up there so incredibly long, they forgot God existed. And they decided to make an idol out of their stuff and worship this idol. And they put it on this table. And guess what? We found the table too. 
because it's real and it happened. But what did they do? Now, you can make the argument they don't have the Holy Spirit back then. I understand that. We're not in theology class. If you want to talk more about that, I would love to, and we can. But what I'm telling you right now is they went back to what they always knew or what they thought they knew or some sort of confusion. Their neural pathways were freaking out. So they made an idol and they worshiped it. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. How true is that in your own life? How many Red Seas have you stood in front of and God performed a miracle and split that joker in half and you walked through? Only for you to go back to what you always knew or you thought was better or that wasn't of God because it seemed easier and maybe more fulfilling? I'm just as guilty as you are of that. Let's fast forward. They scurry along. That's what I do. They've been scurrying this whole time. They scurry along and they get up to this land of milk and honey that has been promised to them by God. So God tells Moses, send out some spies. They take a little peek around and see what's out there. And they'll come back and give you a report. So he sends out 12 of them. They go along. I think it was four days they were out there running around, collected some fruit, brought it back. What happened? Ten of them said what? It's not possible, bro. Ain't happening. There's giants in that field. We look like grasshoppers in their eyes. It ain't happening. We ain't overcoming that. Maybe, you know what? Let's do this. Let's give ourselves a new leader. Let's get rid of Moses. We'll get rid of him. And then we will go back to Egypt. And yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was hard. But you know what? At least there's going to be food there. And we're going to be able to live. And we're going to thrive. It's going to be hard. But we're going to be able to live. Let's do that. Are you serious? This is the other two guys who gave the report. Are you serious? That's exactly how it happened. And they said, look at this fruit, bro. The land of milk and honey is there and is ours for the taking. God split the sea. He did all this other stuff on the way up here. It's his, we are in his favor in his eyes. It is his plans, what we've been called to. God is not going to allow us to be destroyed. Let's move forward and let's do it. And everybody said, can somebody shut them two up? And they said, No. How many times in your life have you been presented with something so incredible, a calling or something God wants for you or has for you, only for you to reject it? Man, I've done that so many times. I don't know when I'm going to learn. Hopefully after today's sermon, I don't know. I'm going to get it. So what happens? God said, all right, go ahead. I'm not going to send you back to Egypt. So they walked around for like 40 years in the desert. Manna falling from the sky, that's pretty cool. Doing all kinds of weird stuff, interesting stuff. But they're not allowed into the promised land. Two guys made it. The same two that had the faith in God that he was going to do it the first time. It was the only two that made it. Everybody else died. And you know what's fascinating about that? We often see victory and we think that's so incredible. That's for somebody. That's awesome. You did it. Good job. But we don't understand the struggle of the things that they went through to get to that point, do we? We only ever see the victory. You don't realize that those two men walked in that desert with them. And every single one of their family members and their friends, they all died. They had to live through that, an entire generation of their nation passing and dying in front of them. And they too had to walk it out. Incredible. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, life is not easy. You're doing the right thing. It's not easy. But victory is for you when your faith is placed in the one true God. Amen? 
these two knew that God would do it. So when all that was over and they went back to the land of milk and honey, and it's the two of them sitting there, this is incredible. One of them is named Joshua. The other was Caleb, in case you want to go ahead and pull this verse up, first one. God says this to Joshua. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. He says, be strong, and that has the implication of overcoming or overpowering. And he says, courageous, you've got to be brave. It's not going to be easy. I'm not going to just hand this to you. You're going to lead these people. You are going to do it, and you're going to give them this. It's going to be this land that I promised them. It's the land of milk and honey. It's all for you. You've got to be strong, and you've got to be courageous. And I'm telling you today that God has given you a land of milk and honey of your own. What are you going to do with it? Listen, we've all made decisions. You know, what do they say? You're like one decision away from being in the worst spot you could be. I look at some of the stuff I did as a teenager. You know, one thing is, I'll just say this. I don't know why, but I feel like God wants somebody to hear this. When I was a teenager, I, I would never do drugs. I just wouldn't do it. And I don't know why. I just said no all the time. My friends thought it was so weird. They pressured me all the time. I said, no, 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 no. And I just held, I stood firm in that. I always did. But a lot of them didn't. And that was one decision that they made that took them on another path. I made my own bad decisions and did my own things. Trust me, I'm not perfect. I'm as close as we ever going to get. But whatever, I'm not perfect. But these boys and these girls made bad decisions. And that one decision led them down a path horrible places and maybe that was you and I'm not saying you're going to live in that I'm saying maybe you've been wandering around in the desert for a little bit but there's redemption for you there's God's grace for you amen because it's not you those people left the nation of the Israelites and they just kept coming back to what they thought they knew or they thought that was going to be easier their brains were telling them go back just go back it's easier just go back and they wanted to and maybe the change that you're trying to make in your life, your whole being, everything just wants to go back to that because it's hard, because it's difficult. You're dealing with your brain. And I don't know a lot about the brain because I'm not a doctor. But I do know that your brain is simply an organ. That's not you. Your heart. Last time I was up here, I was talking about your heart. Your heart, you know what it does? Pumps blood. That's not you. We use the term heart. And we kind of use the term brain in the same sense to describe you as who you are. But that's not you. That's just an organ. You are different than that. And so when change is hard, it's difficult for you. You're fighting against that organ. You're in a battle. That's why I love this series, Warrior. It's, we don't have time to play games, people. I don't know if you just went through 2020. I did. We ain't got time to play games. And I want to say some things to you, to the men in this crowd and online, and I want to speak to you like you're a man because that's what you are, except for the little underage guys. One day you're going to be a man. I don't want to speak to you like you're a child. Amen? You don't want to be spoken to you like you're a child because you're a man. I'm a union carpenter. I work with men all day. Most of them are the biggest babies I've ever met in my life. But whatever. They think they're tough. But we talk to them like they're men, right? You have things in your life that are absolutely incredible. You have things in your life that are not so incredible. I get that. I want to tell you something. If you are here today and you are married, that is the most incredible thing that you've got. And you are a man. You've signed up for that. Did you not? You have children. You've signed up for children. 
Well, maybe it was a fun Friday night that got you those kids. But you there, you know what I'm saying? You have a wife and you have kids and you have responsibility and a man takes care of that stuff. Amen? Because it is good. You take care of that stuff and it gets better. You want to play around with it like you're a child. It's going to get worse. It's going to get devalued. The blame game begins. Life seems easier some other way. It's not. That's not what you're called to. You're called to that marriage. God gave you, you understand, listen, God gave you one of his own, one of his daughters for you to take care of. Do it. Amen? You're a woman here today. God gave you one of his sons. How special you are to have that? There's so many people staring down the barrel of divorce that don't need to be. That's not even an option. Get it out of your head. I don't know what you've been through. Maybe it is. And there are some cases, and this is what I didn't say earlier, there are some cases, maybe you should. Even biblically speaking, there are cases where, you know what, I think you need to get divorced. You need to get out of that. It's bad. And maybe you have already been through it. But God's grace covers that. And just as he would restore marriage that's about to fall apart, he restores you after it does. Amen? Because God will do it. Watch this next verse. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws that my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. That's your game plan. He said, be strong. You've got to overpower. Whatever it is you've got in your life, you've got to overpower that. You be courageous. In some versions of the Bible, it says, do not be dismayed, which means scattered about, disjointed or broken. He said, no, 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 don't be that. You need to be strong. You need to overcome. Follow what I tell you to do. Because what I'm telling you to do is not trying to destroy your life. I'm trying to build it up better. Why? You are breaking new pathways into your brain. The more you follow, the easier it becomes. And again, this is not a theology class. I understand that we have sin and we have the flesh. and it's try- I get all that. We could talk about that later. But for right now, for me, this set me free. And I hope that it sets you free too. Because if you can understand what's going on, it's like, okay, it's not me. It's just my brain. And that's not me, it's just an organ. So give it to God and let him do it. And follow the prescription. Just do what he says, it's so easy. Every time I follow what he tells me to do, guess what? Bam. It's a new TikTok dance from your boy. Every single time. I was at a place where my marriage was falling apart. It was so hard for my wife and I. We nearly split. But I love how she says, if you stick through it through the darkest of times, you come out of it into the sweetest of times. And I'm telling you, we were driving around my kids yesterday, and I don't know what that woman was saying, but I was laughing so hard, I nearly wrecked the car. Tears streaming from my face. So funny. And I'm telling you, this happens all the time at our house. We'll just be laughing so hard. We've been through it. And we gave God, we gave it to God, and we found the joy from him in it. He goes on further. Joshua 1, he says this three times. Now, I'm imagining if God is going to say something three times, we ought to pay attention. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Is that not true? He said he's going to be with you wherever you go. He's going to be with you through all of it. So if you're thinking that you're going to do it on your own, 
You don't have to. He's there. Oh, what? He's not real. We just saw that, those pictures earlier. That should bring a sense of realness to it. It does for me. When I see stuff like that, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, he did that. And you read in the Bible, the other stuff, you're just like, oh, who are we talking about here? God's not playing games. If he said he's going to be with you, he's going to be with you. He's going to bring you through it. It's funny, when it, after that happened, and Joshua stood there ready to rock and roll with the entire nation behind him, and he's got the priests there with the Ark of the Covenant, and they're standing at the edge of the Jordan River, not as big as the Red Sea, but still 60 foot wide in some places, 17 foot deep in other places. You're not just strolling across that joker, are you? No, especially priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant. They're not doing it. God said, do it. Do you realize as soon as those priests, their foot hit the water, guess what happened? He split that one too. Some of y'all didn't know, he did it twice. That's a little known story that's kind of lost. Why don't we talk about that more? Well, because it's not as big as a body as a Red Sea. I don't know. But he split that one too. And they walked through on dry land. And it wasn't easy when they got there, but they did their thing and they allowed God to work. And what God did through those stories of the Old Testament when they were taking that promised land is absolutely incredible. And when you read those, you can look at your own life and just say, why am I not giving this to God? You might have lost your job recently. Amen. Let's go. You know what I love about Pastor Sean? When COVID hit, what did he say? It's go time. This ain't happening. It's not taking us down. And whole boy strapped up and went after it. It's incredible. Yeah, amen. Let's give the man a round of applause. Let's encourage him into that flip. No, it's not. But he did. When times get hard in my own life, there's stuff going on. You think I have it easy? I don't have it easy just because I'm good looking. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for me. But I put it into God's hands, and it's incredible what he does. Do you realize there are things that God has put on my heart, and I'm just like, what do you want me to do? Right now, God is moving and doing something that I don't even understand, but I know that there's something there, and it's scary. And man, I'm fired up about it, because I know that it's going to be him doing all I got to do is follow. God is incredible. Don't lose your families over any of this stuff. Men, don't do that. And I don't care what people tell you. Put it aside. You are in charge of this house, your house. So be a man and run that thing. You want your wife to think you're sexy? Let me tell you something right now. You chase after Jesus and allow him to transform your life. Guess who's smoking hot? Guess who's doing hot guy stuff all day long? You. And if she doesn't change, if she doesn't want to follow and divorce happens, guess what? That's on her. That's on her. It's the same for you ladies. You start chasing after Jesus and allow him to transform your life. Guess what? You're doing hot girl stuff all day long. You drive that man wild. I'm telling you. But you got to allow God to do it. And you cannot give up and you cannot just let it go away. Don't let that go away. Don't go back into a desert of wandering around. Don't do that. There's no reason for that. It's different. Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, one of the first instances we have where he's talking about his death and ascension, he says this, you keep your face towards Jerusalem. And he said that at a time when he's going through a village, a Samaritan village of people that hate him. Jesus said this, and maybe you remember it, birds have nests, foxes have holes, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He was homeless and he was hated. 
and he was walking towards what could easily be said was the worst form of torture that man has ever come up with. And he's saying, you keep looking at that. Sean says so well last week, Jesus is a warrior. You got that right. He was walking towards death. Some of us don't want to walk towards lunch. You know what I'm saying? He says this later on in, verse, in, in Luke. He says that no one that puts his hand to the plow and looks backwards is fit for the kingdom. Do you know why he said that? When I was on that farm with my grandfather, we plowed up potatoes one time. You walk in a straight line with that potatoes toward where you're supposed to go. They all come up and everything works fine. You walk with that plow in hand and you look back, that plow goes like this. Maybe some of the things going on in your life is because you look it back and your plow's doing this. How are you going to plow a field like this? How are you going to run your family when you have no idea what's going on? you got to focus on where you're going. Maybe you have been through it and you've been through divorce and it's justified. Or it's not. I don't know. I don't know what you've been through. The sweetness of God is so good. That milk and honey is for you because he's redeemed us from all of life, all parts of life, and that is for you. Whatever God has for you, it is sweet and it is good and it has nothing to do with you, but it has everything to do with him and who he is in his character and in his nature is to redeem you. Man, he's incredible. His love for you is endless. There's no boundaries to what he can do. All things are possible through God, amen? He created all this stuff. What do they say? The scientists said, now I can remake everything that God did. I can remake it all. I can remake life. Give me some dirt. I can remake it. And what does God say? Get your own dirt. God created all of it. He's in control of all of it. He loves all of it. And he sent his son to redeem all of it. And that includes you. And I'm not talking about the you that works nine to five. I'm not talking about you that is the husband, you that is the wife, you that is the child, you that is the soccer player, the football player, whatever, the YouTube star. I'm talking about you. The you that you see when you look in the mirror and you look directly into your eyes, that you. You know how scared you are to look at your, in your eyes in the mirror? You're terrified of that, aren't you? I know, I don't like looking at that. But when you look at that, the eyes of the window to the soul, that's who Jesus came for. Amen. Somebody, you didn't hear me. You. Not your brain, not your heart. You. We've got to give it to Jesus. Let's pray. Let's just give it to him. I just want you to take a breath. Take a deep breath. And just know that God called you here today. You can just show up here because you felt like it. God drew you into this place. Come on, somebody. That's God moving. If you are a believer in Jesus, you have given your life to him, do you realize you are indwelt with his Holy Spirit, lives and resides inside of you and moves? He's given you that as a gift, so great a gift that Jesus said, I got to go away so the Holy Spirit can come. That's an incredible gift, and he's given that to you. He guarantees your salvation in Jesus through that. 
And what I want to encourage you today is whatever you're staring at, whatever is your Red Sea, is a marriage, maybe it's work, maybe it's bills, kids, whatever it is, you got to surrender right now just say, God, I just, I leave this at your feet. I, I don't know what to do with it. I, I don't know how this is going to go, but I know that you are in control of all things. And I surrender my will. I surrender my power to it. And I pray that you would restore the things that are falling apart in my life. I pray that you would give me direction on how to walk through them. I pray that you would give me the strength to be strong and courageous as I go through it. And I know that you will because you promised just like you promised Joshua, you said it again in the New Testament, I will be with you wherever you go. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And as a promise, I cling on to you today. And I give that to you, God. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus. Or maybe you're online and you don't know Jesus. Hey, you got to. You got to. Jesus said, no man comes to the Father except through me. And God sent Jesus because he loves you. He tells us how to live because he loves you. He's not trying to condemn you. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world. John 3.17 says, he didn't come to condemn you, but to save you. You gotta surrender that. Surrender your life to Jesus and let him have it. All you gotta say is this, God, I give it to you. God, I give you my life. I accept a free gift that is in Jesus of salvation. I love you, thank you for loving me and caring me to do that. I'm yours now. If that's you today, that's it. How easy is that? You have a new life in Jesus. You have a new path forward. He begins working in your life, and it's amazing. He starts telling you all of the things that he knows about you because you're reading his word, you're discovering who he is. He's filling your desires in that way because now you are known by Jesus, by giving his life. You are known. And there's nothing greater in this world than to be known. And he, now he knows you. And if you're still hesitating, here's one more chance. God, I give you my life. Take it. And I accept Jesus into my life, the salvation that is only offered through him. I love you, Lord. God, how we love you and we thank you for today. Just pray as we leave this place, Lord, that we would be strong and courageous, very strong and very courageous. And may we remember that you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. So God, how we love you. We praise your holy name, Lord. Amen, amen. Well, hey, let's give a hand for everybody who accepted Jesus today, whether they're here or online. That's so incredible. And thanks, Brian, for that word. I am so excited about what God is doing. I know in the first gathering, he's moving. I know he's moving in me through that word. And so I've got a little challenge for you. If you're one of the people who accepted Jesus today for the first time, you found that freedom, I want to know about it. We want to know about it. Because I think one of the most powerful things when you're trying to reframe that mind, you're trying to change that habit, you're trying to live on purpose and with intention in 2021, is you've got to get around the people of God. You got to have people walking alongside you who are for you, who are for God, who love you, who love God. And so if that's you today, I want you to take out your phone, text RLNEXT to 97000. If you're with us online, there's a link in the comments. That is going to connect you to us. 
It's going to take you to our website for some resources to get you started on that journey. And today is the first step of that journey. It's going to give you a place to share your story with us. We want to celebrate with you all that God is doing. And if you're here with us in person, there's a table in the back on the way out. You can grab a red bag. It has a Bible. It has more connection to those same resources. And we would love to partner with you on this journey. And if today isn't the first day that you've said yes to Jesus, maybe it's the first time in a while you've said yes to Jesus. Maybe God's got something in your mind. And I want to give you the same challenge. If you're in a place where you want to make that difference in your life stick today, you've got to get around the people of God. You've got to go and find a life group. You've got to go to next steps and get connected with the mission and the purpose that God has going on here. You've got to go out in the hub and find a friend and say, let's do this together, but get connected to the people of God. And maybe he's calling you to say, hey, don't just get in a life group. I want you to lead a life group. I want you to take what God has taught you and share with others the amazing change that he's made in your life, and you can do that. We'd love to know about that. Come and hunt me down. Find Sean, Barry, Holly, Carrie, anybody. (laughs) Tell them that you want to be a part of what God is doing here. We'd love to get you connected to that. But don't do life alone at all, and don't do life on accident. Be on purpose. Be intentional. Make this your best year yet, and then make the year after that better than that. I want to do one more big thank you to all of you who have connected with our Heart for the House generosity. This giving was incredible. You guys blew our minds with how generous you are. And it's just so exciting to see how we can take that now and give it to God and he will multiply it. Be praying. We are actively looking for places to have some space, like we said, for our worship team, for our youth group, different things like that. And we're on the hunt looking for something. So be in big prayer for that, that God would provide and that we could continue to put down roots in our community, grow so that we can keep making a difference to help people find their real life and purpose in Jesus. And if you want to be a part of that, your generosity really makes that difference. Everything we do here outside the walls, across our city, across the world is because you are generously giving. And so there's three ways you can connect with that. You can go to our website, reallifechurchkc.com, click give. You can text any amount to 84321. If you're old school like Barry, there is a box in the back where you can drop cash or check. There's envelopes. I said to the first gathering that I'm not old school. I give online, but you know, there's one in every crowd. There's Barry. So we've got that for him today as well. Um, But we'd love to connect with you. What we do here is because of the irrational generosity of the people who call real life home and want to be a part of what God's doing here. So let me encourage you to do that as well. Um, Let's pray. God, you're so good, and we're so thankful for what you're doing in our midst, God, in our mind and in our heart and in who we deeply really are, God. I pray that this would be a year where we can rewire our minds and our hearts to be aligned with you, God, with your purpose, to take that step of faith forward to say, yes, God, I'll do what you ask and wait to see you move, God. You're so good, and you're so faithful to us when we step out in faith, God. I pray that we would be people with big heart, big vision, to see your name made famous in our community in our state and across the world, God. We love you so much, and I pray for this offering, for this generosity of the people here, for all that you're doing in each person and with us as a whole, God. We desire to see revival. We want to see your name made famous, God. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, what an incredible Sunday, man. I just see God growing the warrior spirit in every one of you guys today. What an encouraging message, Brian. Just thank you so much for that challenge. I hope you guys take it to heart and just, man, really protect your guys' marriages and your kids and everything this week. And just be the warriors that God's called you to be this following week. Hey, if you need prayer for any reason, we'll have a team member up here. We would love to pray with you. Don't miss week three of Warrior next week. Invite your friends and family, 9, 30, and 11. And as always, remember, whoever discovers Jesus finds real life and purpose. See you guys next week.